Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. This is Bill Cooper reporting again from the Yucatan jungles of Southern Campeche with 10 cab outfitters. I have with me my good buddy, Cody Lucas. We may not be good buddies after this week, I'll tell you, but some of us had really great time in turkey hunt camp, and some have had a rough time. But Cody Lucas, you know, back home, he's known as a turkey killer, deer killer, quite the hunter. But the title of this show is Cody Lucas and Humble Pie. Humble Pie. Well, like I said, don't count me out until <laughs> the isolated turkey quits singing. I still got this evening in the morning, but as of right now, triple digit weather uh, melting uh, a guide or two that are half my age and a third my size and they go on a complete run I totally melt in my boots and I like to pride myself in being able to call turkeys and down here you don't call the turkeys and I can't uh, interact with them so I'm at the mercy of the, of the birds and the guides and just doing what they tell me to do it's been a rough one Hey, but had it been a great experience? Absolutely been a blast. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. And like I say, I still think that I may have to bring in some drones to do some uh, flyovers and do some scouting with a roosting or something, but don't count me out quite yet. Oh, we wouldn't. You still got this afternoon and tomorrow morning. Fabulous things can, can happen, you know. Well, I saw first turkeys. I've been going out with my wife, Diane, and, and her good friend, Sheila Shockley, both of them from St. James, Missouri. And uh, thanks. They haven't seen a turkey. You know, they've been out several times, and I went with Bill Bryan this morning. The girls slept in this morning, but I went with Bill this morning. Boy, got the first, uh, hear the first one sing, and boy, did that make my blood pressure go up, you know. And then, uh, uh, I don't know if I should tell this, but Bill Bryan missed. No. Yeah. No. And he's been hearing from his duck hunting buddies. And all, oh, yeah, oh, never miss, sir, you know. Well, he, he ought to be on this humble pie show with me because I ain't even got the fire shot yet. What in the world? He would be, but he got one yesterday. Oh, that's right. He yeah, he, he, that's yeah, right. he has that's killed right. one. He we have to, one. Yeah, he was. What, he killed the that. second bird, I guess, he didn't he? Yeah, bird. nice bird as well. So it's, uh, he's not looking at goose eggs, Cody. <laughs> I can tell you, I had a close one today. I had two come running out the road, and the guy called me off of them. And probably a good thing. It might have been a hen. I don't know. But I spotted them before anybody. And boy, that shotgun come to my shoulder because I'm chomping at the bit to punch my tag. And uh, he called me off of them, and I had to watch him just run down the road and fly away. And, and the language barrier sometimes can be tough. I still don't know why he did that. I'm glad, you know, he said no, no. So I didn't shoot, but. So I, You're I, ready, you know. I behaved. I, the old Missouri boy in me wanted to come out, and start slinging some lead. Yeah, but I didn't. I held out, and, and then keeping up with them yesterday, we we crawled over some. Uh, this is something else too that, that you experience out here that you won't never see back home. But the Myron ruins. 
Yeah. They took me to one, and, and then uh, all of a sudden they thought they heard something, and they took off in a sprint, so I take off after them <laughs> and hook my boot in the crevice of a rock, and I'm so glad that I had these real high. They're hot. They're insulated. They're visible, but they have the protection, and I'm really glad. I almost didn't wear them. I started wearing my low hiking boots, but I wore them, but it, it, it didn't just, it hung. And yeah. I was hopping on one foot trying to keep oh. from falling. And, and by the time they come back, I'd already pulled it out and act like I was fine. But I, that, it is really burning today. And, of course, now they put the miles on me today with it. But, but I ain't going to quit. I'm going to keep going. It may be swollen up. I might have to be on crutches to get on the jet to get home. But, but I'm staying after them. Lots, lots of Tylenol. Oh, I, I would imagine. But uh, isn't this a fabulous turkey camp? Working else, can you say that you went turkey hunting and you crossed, uh, uh, got your foot hung in a Myron, uh, Myron ruin camp? I mean, where else can I tell that story, you know? Nobody's going to believe it when I get back home. This is what I was turkey hunting and I tried to run after my little guy and get my foot hung in a Myron ruin. Yeah. They're going to go, well, what? <laughs> like I'm crazy. It's, it's been fantastic. And the birds singing is like nothing I've ever heard. We got so close this morning and almost got to seal the deal that flew out of the tree. But I got to hear it while I was right under the tree. Wow. I can't even imitate it. It's unbelievable. It's totally different than anything back home. Well, the the whole environment here is different from what we're, we're used to back home. In a previous podcast, uh, we talked about you know the heat and that sort of thing. And, and it all works on you, especially after a few days. You're getting up early, you know. And, uh, we do come in at nine, but sometimes the heat, it's hard to sleep and hard to rest as well as you would. Plus, you've got that excitement factor that's mixed in and everything, you know. But, hey, hunters are hunters are hunters, regardless of where you go. And the chitter and the chatter about turkey hunting stories and what we should have done and <laughs> should have, would have, could have, you know. It's, it's just been a fantastic camp. I don't think people realize what an outfit Jordy Jean and his team have here at Tan Cab. When you pull in, uh, they got the fans set up. They got the big tents with beds on concrete floors with carpet, air conditioning. Uh, you actually have your uh, toilet, and uh, now it's kind of rustic. It, it's some old yep. uh, lapped over uh, sawed uh, lumber, but but it works. And hot water took me a nice shower last night, and, and uh, you'd never imagine that driving out here. Driving out here, I thought. This can't be the way the pictures I've seen. This, this is, and it's just, it's amazing what it is. It's, it's really been an experience. And the food. The oh. food has been second to none. Oh, I know. Food just and incredible. And, and cigars and yeah. a whole nine yards. Just it's, been a jolly good time. But And everybody I've interviewed said, you know, it's just so peaceful and relaxing out here. It's nice to get away from home and, and the business a little bit, you know. Of course, we all got laptops. We're checking on things. But. Uh, for the most part, we've been able to get away from all of that. It's just been an incredible experience for all of us. But not only that, but just a mixture of people that are here, you know. Uh, you're down here living the dream outdoors TV, trying to get a TV show done and working yourself silly. Uh, for my job's a whole lot easier. I work for Living the Dream also, but I do the podcast. All we got to do is talk, you know. So I got okay, that. Though. I got I got the easy job. And we got Bill Bryan here, who a lot of people know, you know, uh, from his being a former director of state parks, did great things while he was there. We got two gals that are just best friends. You know, my wife, Diane, and her friend, Sheila. And this is Sheila's first time out of the country, ever. And here she is in the middle of the jungle, you know. I wasn't real sure how that one would go, 
But uh, she's really enjoyed herself. Actually went out and sat in the blinds a couple of times. And she's not a hunter. But she sat with a shotgun a couple of times. So we've converted another one. I'm not sure she'll go back home and turkey hunt. But she's always going to be able to tell the story, Jess Campbell, that, right. that she did it. She if did she it. She can take the heat out here in the Yucatan. I bet she will turkey hunt back home because that'll be a cakewalk. Yeah. Compared to out here. So she'll be like, this is nothing compared to what I learned. Where I learned to turkey hunt, you know. Yeah. I got to I got to tell a couple quick ones if we had time. Oh, we got plenty of time. The first time that I went out of the morning, my guide takes off into the grass, and I've always heard about these coral snakes up here oh. and how poisonous they are, and I'm highly allergic to bee stings and, and snake bites and stuff, so he takes off, and we're not three steps off the road, and he springs completely backwards with that backpack, hits me, <laughs> and I'm going forward with momentum, so we just kind of collide and stops him right in midair, and I thought he was going to climb up the front of me backwards and he's hanging on to me at the same time saying something that I can't understand but I can tell he's in distress and uh I bet it was dirty words well probably but uh there was a coral snake right there in our wow and it just slowly slithered off and he wasn't having nothing to do with that until another guy had come over there and started jumping up and down he wasn't scared on the grass clump and and we we went on through it and then he's got a flashlight and he's Got it straight down, and I'm walking behind him. You know where I'm going with this. I, I do. I know Cody Lucas. Come back with a knot on my head the size of a goose egg. But he turns around, and he's, he's trying to say something to me. And I thought he was telling me to watch the ground there. There was a twig or whatever. And I said, I said, see, see. You know, I understand. And he goes, oh, and he says something else like I wasn't getting it, you know. And I'm like, I, I said, okay. And he, I said, go. So when he started to go, I took one good hard step forward. It was a low-hanging limb. He's a little bitty short guy. Yeah. And, and I connected with that limb. I think I put a dent in that limb. I know I got a knot on my head. And he turned around and laughed at me. I understood that just fine. He laughed and laughed and laughed at me. I saw stars, you know, light in, the, in my eyes when I hit that in the middle of the dark. Well, I'm surprised, uh, knowing Cody Lucas the way I do, after the guy had the fright with the snake, and you walking behind him in the dark, I was expecting you to have a limb just be rattling oh, under his feet. I've been known to be kind of honored, but I was afraid he'd take off in a boat run in the dark, and he's the only one that had a flashlight, and he'd have took off. They're out of bed. So I, I thought about a weed reaching up there and just kind of touching him, but I, I didn't do it. I didn't want to be left out there in the dark with them jaguars. Yeah, oh, uh, absolutely. But that's another thing that's stayed in backs of all of our minds. Jess Campbell brought up a little bit ago. You know, I wasn't too sure about sitting out here in the jungle because there are pumas and there are really quite a few pumas in this part of the world they're not the, the big cats like we have back home with the mountain lions uh you know they're the same animal just a, maybe a different subspecies but there are lots of them and this in this area is one of the largest concentration of jaguars as well that's left in the yucatan and that doesn't mean there's one behind every tree but it's still on the back of your mind you're sitting there under a tree <laughs> with a turkey singing and guess what eats turkeys <laughs> right exactly. it has crossed my mind oh can i beat him to the turkey yeah and, and be gone and, and be gone this morning when you could only see three inches <laughs> in your face and be like uh, what is that? And, you know and you was talking about your guide not being able to understand him and um somehow with our guide you know we've we know each other, things about each other's families and we're using made up sign language and everything to talk to each other. And I asked him today about seeing pumas and stuff out there and he, oh yeah, you know, like it's no big deal, he, he does. And I said, what do you do? And of course he, uh, he just looks around and he, 
just goes like this, you know. Like he's running away, huh? You just keep walking if you see that. Don't you stop. <laughs> <laughs> keep on trucking, huh? But doesn't that add, I mean, a sense of adventure and intrigue to the whole experience? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we saw a crocodile today. Yeah, that took us to a hole of water, and, and sure enough, there's a, there's a crocodile there. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. And but once the, and these guys communicate with each other, leaving marks behind for the others to follow, like uh, Jess was saying, her guide was using a stick to draw an arrow and then putting down a green top brushy limb like uh -huh. there to get your attention in the middle of the, of the road. Then when you look down, you see the arrow. Uh -huh. And I noticed that mine, I, I thought, what are they doing? Because all of a sudden they start dragging their leg like, like they hurt themselves. And I thought, yeah. what are you doing? And I noticed <laughs> it was at every intersection of a trail they would drag their foot in the leaves and make two or three foot long uh, drag marks to show that's the direction that, that they went. I, I, I didn't ask, but I realized what they were doing, especially after Jess and I talked and they said they were drawing arrows, her and Wesley were drawing arrows. That's what my guide was doing, was dragging his foot, making lines. Yeah. Yeah, we had left camp before, you know, someone came back through to get us. And so, you know, he's just letting us know that. Left the hot spot. The hot spot, yeah. Yeah. You know, when the brothers come back through there, they would see these signs and know that we went in the direction that we're supposed to go in. You bet. Well, somebody told a really cool story the other day. They were following their guide in, and they had used little bits of toilet paper to mark a trail. Was that you, guess? It was me. And you couldn't I mean, figure out what the deal was? That's what I'm saying. That was that turkey that I missed the, the first day. And, I mean, he had that whole thing just Marked lined out. up. He knew where that turkey was at and uh, you know that was our easy way in and not the case this morning but yeah you know, yeah we probably well what he that to happen he right <laughs> but what he had actually done had been there the evening before yeah. and that turkey had flown up to roost he probably got close enough to see it and Absolutely. as he's going out he's marking that trail with little pieces of toilet paper so y'all were on easy street going mm -hmm. in there that these, that morning we these thought local we was. mayan scouts are very Oh, they're knowledgeable of everything around here, and we've just we've been super impressed. Oh, we all have, and what a great time, man! And of course, we got to leave here tomorrow. Yes. Then, boy, oh boy, it's tough to do. It is. And then you get back home, you know, you get back to the grind, and things are going on. You have your frustrations, problems you have to work out, but just stop. Just stop and think back to the days that we all spent together here in the Yucatan jungle. Got to cheer you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we say that, me and Jessica say that all the time. You, you only live once. Yep. And if you, you just as well get out while you can and do what you can do. And, and if it, if it sounds, sounds like it's easy to say, but obviously we ain't made money. Everybody knows that. But, you know, if it costs a little money, if you, if you can do it, I mean, it's worth doing it because... It really Any is. Any of those little ventures you can make with your wife or your family, you know, your kids or whatever, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. And no, those are, later. Hey, those are the things your kids are going to remember anyway, the, the things you do with them. Well, Cody Lucas, let's wrap this up. Tell people how they can find you and, and watch Living the Dream Outdoor TV. Living the Dream Outdoors television can be found on My Outdoor TV, The Hunt Channel, Bruku. Uh, Apple TV, Samsung TV, Apple Fire, even on Xbox. I watch my boys pull it up on Xbox and, and watch Dad on Xbox. And uh, if they can figure out how to control me on there with their controller, they'd have some fun with that. But 
Uh, also, we're now on uh, the Pride Outdoor Television Network as well. Um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? I missed it. I missed it. But, if you can't find it there, contact Jess Campbell. Oh, if you, if you can't find us there, contact Jess Campbell. We're living the dream. But no, uh, and we're on all the social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you name it. And we'll soon be on TikTok. I'm still trying to learn a lot of this stuff. I'm old school, so this kind of this new technology thing, and I'm trying to do it myself. So I'm but, sure between both our daughters, they can get you in that's the, right, the, thing. I, my, the my, right place. My, yes. You know, it's funny you say that, because the first thing I started to say right there after being out here a week was my bambinos. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to go home, and, and you've asked me some questions while we've been talking, and I've almost said, see. Yeah. See, I catch myself now the other way around. So I go home, I'm going to have to quit using it. I don't guess I have to, but my kids are going to look at me with that deer in the headlight look like, what did he just say to me? Yeah, exactly. come here. Great for them to know. Yeah, come here, know? my little bambinos. Yeah. yeah. I'll be like, what? It'll work. But, well, that's where you can find Cody in lots of d different places. But, uh, Cody, we've had lots of comments come in about uh, people who had you know, from people who enjoy the program. But you had a kind of an unusual, well, not unusual, but a, a good thing happened recently. Somebody, I think, out of Kentucky got a hold of you. Yes. That complimented you greatly, I thought. But explain to people quickly what the program's about. A lot of, a lot of times I like to include family and friends into this and, and showing you what the outdoors is all about and what you're missing if you're not doing it. Um, the camaraderie, the friendships, and the memories that you make in the field are like nothing else, you know. Like we was talking about the kids. They're not going to remember their, their best day playing a video game. Yeah. But they're going to always remember that first turkey hunt or that first deer hunt or that first fish they catch with, with dad or grandpa out on the dock. Those are the things that we're trying to promote is getting outdoors and making that 4% that I heard you talking about early, earlier of hunters go to 40% and keep it climbing. Um, I have uh, seven children. Every one of them are avid hunters and fishermen. And, and, and my girls, they hunt and fish and archery shoot. And I felt like it was my duty to teach them that. And whether they took to it or not, it was going to be on them. And every one of them was taken to it. They love it, no matter what it is. They that, take to that's it. exactly it. And I, I know a lot of young folks are doing TV programs, podcasts, whatever, even guide services. And I tell them all, and this indicates I'm old, Jess, you can laugh if you want to. But I'm telling them, I know all of you eat up this stuff and you love it, you know, and you go out there, you want to enjoy it yourself. But if you're in a position of being a TV host or a hunting guide, your job is important to the future of hunting and fishing and the outdoor recreation in this country and around the world. Hey, it's not just for fun anymore. You've got a heavy responsibilities on your shoulders. It's not going to do it itself. We, that, have, we have to do it. We have to exactly, pass on. exactly right. The heritage is going to stop if we don't take the time to pass on. Well, the predictions in the United States, hunting is going to be gone within 50 years. One thing I have noticed uh, over the years, and I've noticed that women, I'm starting to see a lot more women, a lot more lady hunters. Oh. I think that's a good thing because they'll teach their daughters. Yep. And I think that's going to help us come back around as well. Well, it's funny you bring that up, but uh, the truth of the matter is, in the last 20 years, women and girls have been the largest popular coming in to the hunting and shooting sports. And who's the better teacher? Oh, and they have more patience. Absolutely. I'm trying to teach my sons and daughters. My sons have zero patience. If they miss something, they're just mattered a horn. And i got to try to calm them down and, and regroup. Or my daughters, they're just, okay, well, I know what I did wrong. Watch this. I'll show you, and I'm going to hit it. And they stay calm. It's That's it. proven at my household. That's it's it. a lot easier to teach Well, it's proven fact even through research now. 
if mom takes kids to the outdoors, they're more likely to want to do it. Responsibility, Judge Campbell. Absolutely. <laughs> Light those ladies up. All right. <laughs> I'm blessed. My wife does that as well. She takes the children out. Uh, her and I got together and got the National Archery and Schools Program. Uh, Tremendous NASP. program. Yes, NASP. Uh, in our local school, um, we had a, a, a superintendent or principal there that was highly against it. And only because I didn't understand it. Right. Uh, made the comment to me, why are you so, uh, you know, heck bent to make this work? Said, I don't want it because I don't want kids bringing bows and arrows on the bus with them sharp tips and everything. And I had to explain, if you just take a second. And I finally got a board meeting together and uh, brought a conservation agent uh, to come out. Or I say a conservation agent. He was with the Missouri Conservation NAS program. Right. Where he could explain it better than anyone. Right. I had him get up. He done his little spiel. Showed him how safe it was and everything. And uh, they voted it in that night unanimously. And we That's got, awesome. And started, and the wife and I went out and got certified and, and been teaching those kids and, and shooting com competitively. And what's nice about that is, what am I doing? I'm bringing them into that outdoor world, trying yep. to get them away from the TV and the video games. And you would be shocked. What's nice about archery, when we do the NASP, even uh, uh, special needs kids, kids in uh, wheelchairs and things, we have them on the team. They don't have to be a six foot four barrel chested lion. That, that's it. Anybody, Anybody can do this. Anybody can do it. So we take them out and teach them all. And archery, man, has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And I've done a number of articles on on it. It's so interesting. It was a big battle way back in the day in England. And the Chinese, you know, had crossbows, man, a couple thousand years ago. They wanted to attack the English with their crossbows, the Englishmen with their big, long, six, seven-foot bows were knocking those guys off at 300 yards. It wasn't much of a match. No, but, they can reload quicker. And, <laughs> yeah, and we think, well, that's something just faded by the wayside. Absolute truth. U.S. Green Berets were using crossbows in close combat with poison-tipped arrows in South Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos. I believe it. Like we got for the fact, for the truth, for real. Sure, for the fact that it's silent. Yeah, silent death is what I would call that. Absolutely. If you can get hit good, yep, they couldn't tell where it was coming from. It happened. That would be it happened. Well, we've already made lots of plans for other turkey seasons coming up. We've already kind of formulated a group coming back down next year. Going to have some bowmen, I think. You're talking about coming back with a bow, and uh, so got exciting things coming up. But you know what? That's another podcast. <laughs> we only have so much time, don't we? Oh, we do. We just have too much fun. Only but we always like to encourage our listeners to uh, get out. Hey, we live our dreams. Get out and live your outdoor dreams as well. I'm Bill Cooper for Cody Lucas. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog. 
the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm, we live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.